Psalm 136. Cause of gratitude. As you look at this psalm, there's two things. There's several things that stand out. I'm just going to point out two of them. One of them is obvious. His mercy endures forever. And it's interesting that if you look at different translations, sometimes they use for his loving kindness endures forever. Sometimes it refers to his steadfast love endures forever. Personally, I, 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 I'm not that strong in the Hebrew to determine exactly what it is, but I believe that mercy is a more exacting translation of the original uh, Hebrew to emphasize his mercy. Again, his mercy is when he withholds from us what, what we deserve. When we say his mercy endures forever, that means on a daily basis he's withholding what we really deserve. You think of all the things that could have happened, that haven't happened. Well, that's his mercy endures forever. It is is consistent, it's constant, it's an aspect of his character. It's one of the things that makes God, God. It emphasizes eternal readiness to forgive and bless Uh, The foundation of our joy is his enduring character of love. Charles Spurgeon put it this way. He said, when all else is changing within and around, and God in his mercy, no change can be found. When everything is changing within and around, in God and his mercy, no change can be found. Why is that? His mercy endures forever. The second thing I want to point out, in the psalm there are four names for God. Uh, not that that necessarily is significant, but it's significant when you, see, you find them all four names. And that, that is true of several of the psalms. You'll find several different names used within psalms specifically for God. The first one we'll, we see there, and give thanks to the Lord. The word there is Yahweh or uh, Yoshia, or we use the word Jehovah. It's always related to Abraham, uh, the Abrahamic covenant, uh, because Jehovah is the promise keeper. He always keeps his promise. So as it says, oh, give thanks to Jehovah, for, his, for he is good. He's good all the time. He doesn't pick and choose like we do. He's good all the time. His mercy endures forever. He, he keeps his promises. He is the promise keeper. So, so give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to Jehovah. Give thanks to the promise keeper, the one who always keeps his promises. The second one is found there in verse 2. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. The word there is Elohim. Uh, He is the one who brought Israel out of bondage. He is the all-powerful. He is the omnipotent. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to Elohim because of his power, his omnipotence. He has the, the ability to change the heart of the king just like he does the channel of a river. All give thanks to the, the most powerful, the all-powerful one. The one who has the ability to change America. The one who has the ability to start a revival. The one who has a tr- the, the ability to change a life. The one who we have our hope in for eternity. The omnipotent one. All give thanks to the God of gods, the almighty, the great, the powerful Elohim. The third one is found there in verse 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords. This is Adonai, uh, the one who, who governs and rules, the one who, who carries out his will. He is Adonai. He governs, he rules, he will carry out his plan. He is Lord, he is Adonai. Oh, give thanks to the one who carries out his plans. 
Just like we talked about Christ. Christ did what he did on purpose. He was intentional. Well, so is God. That should be no surprise because Jesus is the Son of God. To talk about Jesus is to talk about God. To talk about God is to talk about Jesus. Their characteristics are interchangeable because they are one. The fourth one is found there in verse 26. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Now, I realize that there, you have the God of gods and you have the God of heaven. But this is the shortened form of Elohim. It's just El, the God. Give thanks to the God of heaven. The emphasis, I believe, here is that he rules and overrules in the affairs of men. You know, we all may, we all, uh, uh, the horses determine for the, for the battle, but the Lord brings the victory. Okay, he rules and overrules in the affairs of men. You and I have some great and grandiose plans of things that we're going to determine that we're going to do. But the actual carrying them out, it still comes back to God. He rules and overrules in the affairs of men. There are times that, even as someone mentioned uh, today in their testimonies, how they went through some difficult times. But you know what? God was in charge the whole time. Because he's good, always. He rules and overrules in the affairs of men. The names speak of the greatness of his nature, the extent of his activity, and the power of his presence. It cannot be measured. Jehovah, Elohim, Adonai, and El. It can't be measured, folks. It's a great thing to know our God. Now, what I want to look at is the last few verses. Verse 23, down to verse 26. the cause for our gratitude. He concludes the psalm with things that should cause the causes for gratitude here in verse 23 to 26. First of all, because he remembered us. Verse 23, who remembered us in our lowly estate. This speaks of his compassion. He remembered us. And here's the point. It's not that he forgot us because it's impossible that he forget he chose to specifically remember us, to remember you. He had already talked in the psalm how he had brought Israel out of Egypt. He had already talked in the psalm about creation. He remembered us. Not as if he at some point failed to remember names, events, locations like we do. But he has never forgotten. He remembers us. Some of you are familiar with that poem, Footprints in the Sand. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, 
I love you and will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. We are thankful because he remembered us, his compassion. Notice in verse 24, we are thankful because he rescued us, his protection. And he and rescued us from our enemies. To pull out by force from the hands of the enemy, sometimes translated redeemed. Rescue, redemption of Israel out of Egypt, the Exodus. Chapter two, uh, t- Titus chapter 2, great verses. Titus chapter 2 is uh, sometimes called capturing uh, the whole message of God's grace and his mercy that extends to us. It's a very rich text in Titus chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Talk about how he rescued and redeemed us. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us Remember every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. He's redeemed us from the power and the penalty of sin. We are thankful because he rescued us, his protection. He has taken us out of the power, from under the power and the penalty of sin. We are thankful people. We should be thankful people because he remembered us, because he rescued us. Then if you go to verse 25. Because he refreshes us. Often we take for granted his provisions of food and clothing, of a car that should start when we go out, of a garage door open that opens because we pushed a button. We take these things for granted. But he refreshes us, who gives us food to all flesh. He refreshes us, his provisions for us, the inexhaustible supply of God to continually meet our needs. Ephesians 3.20, above and beyond what we could ask or think, according to the power of God that works within us. He refreshes us. He, his provisions for us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, as, we, as we've studied in our, in our uh, study that we've been going through in Philippians. Chapter 4, verse 11 says, Not that I speak in regard to need, but I have, sometimes that's translated want, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. See, he refreshes us. Verse 12 of that same chapter, I know how, how to be abased, a, a and I know how to abound, because he refreshes us. In verse 19 of that same chapter in Philippians chapter 4, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Why? Because he refreshes us. He provides for us. These things that we take so for granted. And then finally in verse 26, Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. He reigns over us. His power. He rules, he overrules in the affairs of men. There's divine intervention. In the most desperate situations, we think the most desperate end is going to come. A good example of that, or his illustration would be a Joseph. Joseph, of course, he was sold, sold, uh, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was in prison for something he did not do. But yet God raised him to a position of second to Pharaoh, only Pharaoh. And it was through that means that uh, God was able to rescue uh, Israel from uh, famine. And as after his father died, his brothers wondering, is Joseph going to get even? Because that's the, what they would have done. 
And Joseph gives us that classic verse in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Why is that? Because he rules and overrules in the affairs of men. It's ultimately needs to come down to this. He's still in charge. It doesn't mean you shouldn't plan. Obviously, we know that. He that doesn't plan to build a house and he doesn't have enough bricks, he's going to have a poor testimony. But let's understand this. He's the one who provides for us. He's the one that rules over us. He's the one that has compassion upon us. He's the one that protects us. Let us not take these things for granted. These are, these are cause for gratitude. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Because his mercy endures forever. Let's all stand. We're going to close with praise to the Lord and the Almighty.